Welcome back to another episode of Below the Dot Podcast, where we recap and discuss a new episode of Degrassi The Next Generation every throwback Thursday from the Degrassi Black Hole. I am your co-host, Terry McGregor. I am your other host, Chris Sharp. And today we are recapping season three, episode 19, titled It's Raining Men. But before that, we will get into some trivia for Terry. Sorry, I don't know how to use this computer. They updated it and like the notes app just popped up in my screen and I was very confused. <laughs> anyway, so I have three trivia questions this week. Um, you're not getting the first one. <laughs> when Marco arrives to Spinner's house, you know, in preparation for his date, what is Spinner doing? All of me wants to say he's doing homework, but I know that's not true. Because he's at his desk. He is at a desk. Is he looking at porn? (laughs) (laughs) No. He's playing with toys. It looked like a spaceship and perhaps like a Yu-Gi-Oh action figure type of thing. And so he like instantly jumped to hide it because he didn't want anyone to see him playing with them. (laughs) That's so funny. He is so random. What is JT selling in his commercial? French fries. It's French fries, right? Or the seasoning on the French fries. (laughs) Yes. Yes. I, I, didn't so was, I didn't know if it was a trick question because it's like it was for a whole restaurant or like a whole chain. So it's a food I'm gonna commercial. Pick, I'm also going to pick a trivia question out of this book at random. My next question that you are also not going to get. What traffic sign is on Spinner's wall? I have no clue. <laughs> it's a stop sign. Man. Hmm. Okay. Let me look through the book. I'm going to pick a random one that you can actually get. <laughs> No shade. <laughs> I literally like I remember the scene of Marco and Spinner being in his room, but like <laughs> tiny pieces of it. That's why I had nothing. I got nothing. My friend bought me this book and it's very confusing in the way that this trivia is structured. Alright, which one? Okay, you're gonna get this one. What kind of drug did Ashley take in season one? A B C D E. Very good. <laughs> this one is a number twelve is a super like that's an interesting question. Um, it asks about Paige's assault. That, I mean, it just kind of like throws it in there. Okay. Anyway, um, in the episode Weird Science, Jimmy and Spinner both competed to get Ellie's phone number. In the end, who gets Ellie's number? Who is it? Who is it? Who is it? Is it Marco? Girl, I said Jimmy and Spitter both competed. Oh, I thought see, I thought it was a trick question, like who gets it because neither of them did. I stand you. Spinner got it, right? Yes, I'd be trying to give it to you. What in this this is such a like open-ended question. What kind of problems did Sean have? What kind of problems did Sean not have? Literally, where can the, I start? <laughs> the answer is anger management, but like, okay. No, that's way too open-ended because, yes, anger management, but he got daddy issues, mommy issues, brother issues, you know? Mm-hmm. Right. Alcoholic issues. Right. Theft. Oh, my gosh. That's funny. Well, you know, I tried. <laughs> you did. You did a wonderful job. Um, I don't know if you passed, but, like, 
you try. Oh my goodness. Well, friends, this is normally where I would get into some of Terry's tidbits. I don't have many today. In fact, I don't really have any because this episode was. I just see that. It's interesting, but I will say that me and Chris talked briefly before we got on about where we were, like where we are in a Mother of Degrassi book. Um, And I can just say that I am still in the beginning, probably the second chapter, honestly. But in the second chapter, you learn about Bruce, who ends up being Linda's coworker and really good friends, who I believe, because again, I haven't gotten that far yet. I believe that Marco's story is kind of like in tribute to him. So yes, I will get back to you on <laughs> the rest of what comes out to play. But we already talked about some of that on this show. Um, yeah. But I'm at the part where. Out. Yeah. Because you have your Kindle with you. My book is not near me. Yeah. So I pull out my um, book for my notes and highlights or bookmarks. Weird. Okay. Notes and highlights. Yours. I feel like I have more highlights than this. Um, where did they have, say that she had pushback? Like, I want to include like a fun little tidbit from the book, I guess. Okay, so one thing that isn't highlighted just on the fly. Okay, no, this one is. Um, I thought it was really interesting about how many like famous people wanted to be on Degrassi. Mm-hmm. So reading about how Billy Ray Cyrus asked to be on the show and he was super excited and like Miley was so excited that he was on the show and they thought it was cool. Um, Jay and Silent Bob used to watch, uh, I assume the kids at Degrassi Street, but definitely um, Degrassi High and Degrassi Junior High. And so they watched it and they tried to go meet Linda Schuyler, but they were turned away. So then they like went on a tirade about it and she made amends. And that like kind of bridged the relationship for them to come back. They asked originally, sorry, I'm spoiling it for you, but they asked originally, um, Kevin Smith wanted to direct like three episodes, but there were some canadian laws in there where he they couldn't hire because it was ctv they couldn't Mm -hmm. hire an american or a united states american because canada is america too um they could uh hire a united states american to direct or like and produce on that capacity he's like but okay but i'll act on it so that's how he ended up acting in it and then coming back and so just seeing how many people were really big fans of the show Spencer Reed, whose name is like Matthew Goobler or something from Criminal Minds, he was on the set. They didn't say that. I don't think he's been in any of the episodes, but he she did mention that he was on the set looking at their like science kits and everything, their science oh, classrooms. That's funny. So it's just so many people were impacted by um, Degrassi. And then as a result, that's why we saw them on the show. It seemed a lot like Degrassi didn't go searching for them. They went searching mm-hmm. for Degrassi. That makes me wonder, do you think Kiki Palmer asked to be on the show? Oh, probably. Girl, I need to ask her. Do you think she'll respond to my tweet? Probably. Because, <laughs> you know, hang on. My catfish account, the one that's open, um, it's in Twitter jail. So I'm screaming. Let, let's see if they're letting me. Oh, I got my uh my rights back again. Um, But they did say that I can't curse people out anymore. I'm screaming. Yeah, no, Kiki Palmer seems like the type. She was on both Nick and Disney, so I could totally mm-hmm. see it. She's been in the game for a minute. Uh, I guess I could have tweeted this from our Degrassi account, which is not in Twitter jail. Ugh, they're making me unlock all of my accounts because I happen to be mean to somebody. <laughs> Unfortunately, when you... 
when you do get logged out of your account, in order to get logged back in, they force you to give them your phone number. And I don't appreciate these apps having my phone number because you're not, you're just not going to have it. At all. So then you got to like go in and delete it because, you know, they steal your phone number and then they steal access to your contact information. And I sound really crazy and paranoid, but literally some apps have like Snapchat has never had access to my contacts, but still knows who's in my contacts to know who to tell me, like suggest yeah. to me. That's like TikTok. There's a class action lawsuit, if I'm not mistaken, for that. If not, Um, if it hasn't happened already, it's going to. I stalked this girl. Um, I stalked this girl who was tied to a high school classmate who I do not know. I went down a stalking, creeping (laughs) rabbit hole, and I ended up finding her TikTok, and I viewed her TikTok. Now, I know Uh, that TikTok has a setting where people can see who views your page, but isn't it only supposed to be if you have it turned on yourself? So, like, you're not supposed to be able to see if I view your page if I don't have the feature turned on to see who views my page, right? You would think. Well, this person then in turn added me. Oh, no. And I was like, well, that's weird because I did stalk you. But (laughs) why would you like, yeah, but like this is a long line. Like you were far from me. You should not know I exist. Yeah. So it's very odd. Um, So, yeah, there's definitely got to be some privacy issues in there. Um, To rein this back in, uh, (laughs) I thought it was really fascinating about all the stars that tried to be on Degrassi versus Degrassi that tried to get them on the show. There was some one other moment or point that I wanted to make about the book. Um, she, I mean, I don't know if I'm getting too far ahead of myself, but she talks about how Degrassi ended up being canceled after next class and that she kind of wondered whether or not the show was just too Canadian because of how liberal it did get. And I mean, mm. traditionally throughout the series, which country was giving them the most flack well i mean comparably speaking between canada and the united states it was right. the united states we could not handle these abortion episodes and God forbid. once we got the next class it was basically like yeah i had an abortion and no i don't regret it and so and they had a lot of storylines about that talking about the syrian refugees and again we all recognize um degrassi could have done a lot better um in the realm of diversity for some characters but they tried so much more than United States shows have tried. Yeah. And, you know, again, the tagline for their show back in TNG when it was either on Teen Nick or the end, whatever we were calling it at the time, was like Degrassi. It goes there because mm-hmm. it was pretty revolutionary. When we think about the shows, like the wild shows that we have for the United States, and she talked about how United States shows don't do like age based casting. They always pick grown grown adults to play children, and it drives like it's unrealistic standards. Yeah, and then they have them doing grown adult things, and so that's kind of like a mark of our United States TV shows. So, but so first of all, like they'll be wild, but they'll have grown ups doing grown up things in high mm-hmm. school bodies, and they they don't really go there to the same level in which. In the same audience, you know, they're not marketed to like the 12 and 13 year olds going there. And they're really, you know, again, I think we've talked about this. You think about Skins, that's a UK mm-hmm. show. They bring it to the United States, but they probably, I'd have to look into it. They probably had old ass actors. And right. that show didn't last in the United States either. And then you have Degrassi, like, so she said that kind of, when they came to Netflix, she just thought it was probably too Canadian and US ain't on that shit. 
Yeah. And we talked about a lot, too, how Degrassi, just as we were talking about the abortion one, like they revisited a lot of things in real time, like in real time at the moment. So they covered that topic and it was updated, like versus just never touching it again. Or like they, I mean, you know, they made mistakes and stuff like that. Obviously, every show is going to. Um, But I feel like if they were to bring Degrassi back, like I think they would probably address anything that they did wrong or like try to circle back to fix it. Whereas a lot of shows will just avoid the topic so they don't have to do something like that, you know? Right. So to answer the question about Skins USA, it was canceled because it wasn't connecting with to the U.S. audience in addition to the controversy that went with it. Yeah. I, if I, I wonder like if the actors were the same age as the characters they played, but honestly, probably not. They never are. Yeah, I do remember it having only one season. And again, it didn't hit the way mm-hmm. that Skins actually did. So they tried, but they failed. And I think that's yeah. the issue. Yeah, it just felt so much more authentic. And they talk about, she talks about a lot how our shows want to like glamorize teenagers and not mm-hmm. showcase how they are teens. And so they look awkward sometimes. And that's okay because that is their age. Right. And they do stupid shit. And they're embarrassing. Like, nine times out of ten, it's embarrassing. It's like, secondhand embarrassment all the time. Yes. So, that was Degrassi and the yes. book. And it was, was great. a little tangent. I am looking forward to finish it. Finishing it, um, but again, I think it's funny that I got to the part where we, where I met the character that kind of Marco was after in this episode is about Marco and his first relationship. So, right. it's cool to tie it into. All right. So, we can go ahead and start our recap. Um, Marco is planning a racially insensitive semi-formal. I did say that, but I'm not going to focus on that subject for too long beyond saying <laughs> that, you know, he is, that's what he's doing. It was of the times though, I think mm-hmm. not saying that like it were good times, but it was definitely <laughs> popular at that time. Anyway, um, he shows the crew his poster for spin for his poster for the semi-formal and Marco barely refrains from outing Marco in front of his dad by way of a derogatory gay remark. So I guess right. we're considering that growth. Marco's dad is there because he's making posters for the dance, something that comes up later in this season or in a later season. Yes, no, this season, season four. I don't remember. Anyway, <laughs> Paige and Spinner think that they're going up once again against Jimmy and Hazel for the dance king and queen. And Mr. Del Rossi is here to let everyone know that Marco's actually going to win. But who will his queen be? Obviously, Marco is just too shy to get a girlfriend. So his dad suggests it's been her help. Marco to go get a girl. The conversation is awkward for everyone involved, except for Marco's dad, who just doesn't pick up on the vibe. No clue. I made the note of like, is it not weird to be invested in your like teenage child's love life like shouldn't they just be focusing on school <laughs> i don't think my mother was ever invested in my love life right maybe she should like, have been more invested <laughs> i like i feel like i was like tried someone tried to steer me off the path of like having a boyfriend and stuff like that and this one over here is like where's your girlfriend but i guess because marco's parents seem like very very traditional i'm sure they were probably what married at like 20 and then had him Mm. you know what i mean Mm. so like i know the real answer is like antiquated ideology but i'm just saying i would be like can you please just ask me like how my schoolwork is doing and not where my girlfriend is (laughs) because i'm not going to marry my 16 year old high school girlfriend that is not the case for everybody 
So and, it, and it's weird. I'm gonna just call tell you what it is. It's weird. Yes, yeah. I said it. <laughs> exactly. And his accent is fascinating, but you know. I want to look his character up a little bit more. But anyway, <laughs> Marco's telling Dylan all about this mortifying moment when he lets slip that there is someone who he likes, a guy. Dylan coyly asks, is it anyone I know? No, no, of course not. And there's an awkward pause where Dylan moves to change the subject to a new movie that's coming out. Dylan really wants to go, but he can't find anyone to go with him. Marco says that zombie movies make him uncomfortable. So Dylan settles and says that maybe Tom will go with him. Marco just like not picking up on these vibes and hints like his dumbass reminds me. I think I told you in eighth grade, I like this boy named Steven and he turned around and he said, I'm feeling you. And I was like, okay. <laughs> and like six months later, I realized that that's what he meant. Yeah. It was too late. He'd moved on. <laughs> well, that's like um, Marco's dad, right? Where he just like isn't picking up on the vibe. So I guess he gets that from him. <laughs> You know what? You right. Okay. Speaking of which, Mr. Del Rossi is played by, let's see who his actor is. You know, I'm on the Degrassi wiki, of course. Just a site of source. It will always pop up. Tony, I can't pronounce these damn names. (laughs) S-C-I-A-R-A. This man don't even act. I don't know oh. anything about this man. Like his biggest role was being on Degrassi. I'm sure it shows. You know what else I realized to go back to the book really quick too is that she would put people in there that she like worked with and stuff like that. So I wonder if she just knew this man and was like, "You'd be great as Marco's mm-hmm. dad." Oh wait, R.I.P. Is he dead? Oh no, this is not that man. Another man by the same name is dead. I cannot. But yeah, that's the picture a they have after. is not of this man. All right. Anyway, back to our recap. So JT is in a commercial this episode. More continuity for us because his interest in the media continues until his untimely exit. Anyway, for some odd reason, this means he has a cardboard cutout of himself at the school to advertise this product. The commercial airs this evening and JT thinks, I'm going to be an actress. Like, Academy Award winning. (laughs) I know I'm not shit for using the sound clip, but anyway. Speak of the devil. Manny walks by looking shy like she's trying to fly under the radar. JT's thirsty ass greets her. And then he has, like, a genius idea. I should host a watch party at Toby's house that evening. And, of course, Toby agrees because he just wants to be cool. My question is, how do you just agree to throw a watch party at your house without asking your parents and you know it's jt like he's literally not going to invite a small group of people like he says but you just let him like book your living room he's very confused so to the next subject which is more important spinner (laughs) as usual is way too preoccupied with the love life of other people he asked marco flat out you into dylan or not marco admits that he does wow how surprising Spinner tells Marco that he wants to help him to get with Mid- with Dylan. So I guess we're redeeming Spinner now, which is why I refer to this as like his, the beginning of his redemption arc. Mm-hmm. But it's clearly not the end of it. If you all know what happens in time stands still. Anyway, you know, you know, if you don't know, you'll find out in a little bit. Um, What happens? He Oh, so Spinner tries coaching Marco on how to ask Dylan out and Marco starts to do, but then bitch ass Tom shows up and Marco gets scared. <laughs> 
There's science class is learning about bees, and we learn in this moment that Marco is afraid of bees. This seemed like unnecessary information, but it's gonna come back later. Anyway, Spinner is weirdly invested in Marco's romantic life, and so it seems like Marco's giving up on Dylan. Spinner decides to take it upon himself to see what's up with Dylan himself. Why does Dylan try to tell Tom that, or tell Dylan, Spinner <laughs> tries to tell Dylan that Tom has scabies? Why? Right. Why is that the best that he can come up with? Like, and why do you have to come up with that at all? Like, he's so he's so stupid. And then Tom walks by, and Spinner pulls Dylan into a hug <laughs> to keep him away. And then Dylan's just like, "What is this? Hug the homo day?" Is this a lot going on in the scene? And I can't keep up. I can't deal because they really do look alike. You mentioned this a couple episodes they back. Do. They look Dylan so similar. Like, Dylan is a clean spinner. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. Who like actually brushes his hair and showers for sure. And washes his ass for sure. Yeah. He probably uses a bidet. <laughs> Truthfully, they look alike. That's funny. But ultimately... Spinner has to admit that Marco likes Dylan, and so Dylan should ask him out. What's the worst that could happen? But Dylan loses some additional context from being gay, which we as the viewer never learn, but like he's not wrong. He just doesn't say it explicitly. And I think kind of Dylan was suggesting that, you know, if Marco isn't ready, this is kind mm-hmm. of a process. It's okay if he's not there yet, but I don't want to push him beyond what he's comfortable with. He might have noticed that he likes guys and he might be comfortable being out to you guys. Maybe he's not ready to go on a date yet. He he never actually says this yet. I just think this is where he's going. Yeah, that makes sense. Mm, Manny's at cheer practice again and JT is the mascot. JT blows off compliments from Paige to go out of his way and invite Manny to his party. Manny rightfully is like, JT, I do not have any business being in Ashley's home. Period. She shouldn't have gone to this party. But I don't understand why JT wouldn't invite her. Like, read the room. Manny says she's not going because she can't handle being stuck in a room with people who are talking trash about her. Which sounds like a great time for Emma to step up and be a supporter friend. Yeah, where is she? I have not seen her. I can't remember the last episode we covered with her. Probably protesting outside an abortion clinic right so jt the instigator is only being nice because he likes manny so like he's not even trying to be a good friend he just wants to get with her right manny ultimately agrees to attend and she shouldn't have she had no business being there to no one's surprise manny is uncomfortable also just want to note kendra is at the watch party with toby the commercial airs and yo dog these fries are wiki wiki whack what they need is some stupid superfly flavor First, we give them the mad curl. Then we dunk them in the dope batter. Then it's time to kick Superfly Fry Flavor. A crazy combo of seven slamming spices. That Superfly taste is off the chain, yo. Hey, don't get off of my fries, dog. Get your fry on. Superfly Fries. Everyone rightfully mocks JT because the commercial was super cheesy, trash, and possibly a little racist. Hmm. Very much so. I didn't notice Kendra pops up in this episode another time too. And I was just like, did they insert her just for that scene? But this makes more sense. I totally missed her at the watch party though. I might point out when she shows up because I'm always surprised when I see her. Oh, I know. I say it later. We'll get there. Marco's dramatically walking through the school. Oh, wait, just kidding. Rewind. 
The next day of school, JT starts his day by being mocked by Sean and Jay. He sees Manny, who tells him that his commercial sucked, but JT was great. He wasn't. He was not good. Like, what? What did she see that I didn't see? But she can't tell the school that because she's the school tramp, so no one will listen. They joke about it a little bit more, and then they run into the school laughing. Back to our plot B. Marco is dramatically walking through the school when Dylan approaches him to share that he likes someone as well. After teasing Marco a little, which is kind of funny because he, like, jokes. I think he jokes that he wants to go see the movie, and Marco's like, yeah, cool. And he's like, oh, I didn't mean with you, boo. <laughs> but he was being serious. Anyway, later I say that Kendra still exists to tell Spinner that Marco has arrived. Why do you ask? To seek fashion advice from Spinner, of all people. Yeah, this was a bold choice. Again, Spinner was wearing the same hoodie for like a whole season. Like y'all talked about him for this. Yeah. And I don't it's just funny that Marco's like, yeah, because like you are more his type, but it's like, is it again, is it because they look alike? Like, do you but want you Dylan wouldn't... to think he's looking in a mirror? <laughs> but we heard you said you said your hair is so last year, your shoes, they smell. You know right. all these terrible things about Spinner, and here you are asking him for fashion advice. Very silly. Okay. Anyway. So Spinner's fashion sense is apparently more like Dylan's, and Spinner helps Marco to pick out outfits. Marco's off on his date in a horrendous hat that apparently Spinner tried to warn him against. <laughs> also, yikes, because a bee shows up. And if you recall, Marco is terrified of bees, so he has a meltdown. The, na- the date is not off to a great start, but they p- persevere. Dylan doesn't think there's anything wrong with Marco's bee phobia because he's afraid of killer whales. But are killer whales even whales? I don't know. That's a great question. We learned a lot dolphins. about Marco. They're dolphins. I think I think killer whales are dolphins. They're other. It's an orca, and so is an orca a dolphin. An orca is the largest species of the dolphin family. Wow. I don't really think they'd be killing like that. Anyway, <laughs> they share a laugh together, and they even hold hands during the movie. Why did Alexa start asking me what I'm saying? Alexa, nobody's talking to you. Oh, she wait. listened to her. Okay, so I meant Siri, but then I said that bitch's name, and now she asked for me. Anyway, and now she's talking to you, yes. <laughs> Jesus. So they leave the theater, and they run into Marco's parents, homophobic and tragically unaware that Marco is gay. Mr. Del Rossi shares that Marco talks about Dylan all the time at home, and they invite the two to dinner. During dinner, Marco's parents try to push Marco on some nice girl named Gabriella from church. Marco, fat phobic as he is, Says mm. she's 300 pounds. Then the waiter arrives. Mr. Del Rossi scoffs at him. Did you know that the waiter was gay? No, this is what I was thinking. I I don't... I, first of all, I just thought nothing about his sexuality. Right. Know? It's not like I thought he was straight. I just wasn't thinking about his sexuality. So I don't know why Mr. Del Rossi stepped on him, like jumped on him the way he did. Yeah, the homophobia jumped out, like, literally. Because I don't understand where he got that from. And I think, I so he scoffs at him, and I think he says, I don't know. It was just hard for me to know. I never picked up on it. I wasn't sure if it was due to the U.S. censorship or, like, mm. I was just stupid. I still didn't, like, I don't know. Anyway, Mr. Del Rossi ends up going on a rant about two men being together and how it's disgusting. And Dylan awkwardly exits, and the date is over. The next day, Marco is telling Spinner that it was the day from hell. But Dylan explains that he's heard worse, and he left because Marco looked mortified. He was doing Marco a favor, so it wasn't that he left because he didn't like Marco. 
Um, they end up sharing a kiss and the episode closes with Dylan asking Marco of his plans for the following Friday. Love it. It's so funny because the Degrassi uh, wiki will always be like, this marks the first, uh, or like, this is the first episode of Marco and Dylan's relationship. And like, no one ever like finalizes anything. Like they went on one date and they're going to go on another, but like now it's their relationship, which I think is so funny. Yes. Very high school, too, though. Like, you date people in a few days. <laughs> and then you celebrate a two-month anniversary. Yeah. Precisely. A great ending. I'll, I'm happy. but I will know. never forget my college roommate, that dirty, low-down bitch. Her name. I won't say her name. But it may have rhymed with Mean Muccinelli. <laughs> anyway, Mean Muccinelli went, like, super hard for her anniversary well it was an 18 month anniversary so not an anniversary a month anniversary with her high school boyfriend who went to a school nearby and she got him like 18 pumpkins small pumpkins with a note about how much she loved him on it and that motherfucker didn't do a damn thing for her for their 18 month anniversary just saying i'm sure he didn't because he was not counting how many months that was (laughs) She was racist and from Wisconsin, so I hope she gets diarrhea today. Yeah, fuck her 87 pumpkins or whatever the hell she thought was cute. <laughs> Dumb old bitch. And why did she used to have his ringtone was, hey there, Delilah? The motherfucker went to school 15 minutes away. I am actually screaming. Not when you go to school 18 minutes away. Is that your freaking, uh, what do they call that? Your theme song? Right. Your relationship? Anyway, I don't have a moral. You know, I thought really hard about it. And I was like, I don't even think this is a moral. The only thing I really got out of it is like, if you're interested in someone, then go for it. Like JT made Manny come to that watch party and Dylan and Marco finally got together. But like, what's the moral? Don't mm-hmm. be homophobic, I guess, honestly. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. Yeah, you're right. Because not at the dinner table. And honestly, I think... I also realize this isn't really immoral, but like Marco having Dylan as his first love interest, kind of like you said, is like probably the best thing that could happen to him because Dylan's already out to his family and friends. He's comfortable with who he is. Um, He can probably teach Marco like a lot or at least make him feel more comfortable and like relatable because I mean, he's willing to talk to him even after he knows that his dad doesn't know that he's gay and his dad is still in his homophobic, Mm -hmm. homophobic era. And some people wouldn't be willing to put up with that. So I agree. Yeah. I don't know how long that lasts, though, because, you know. It's interesting that where you see where Marco goes, because ultimately I feel like he doesn't end up being the most supportive in the way that Dylan was supportive. Mm-hmm. Um, he tries to be, but he doesn't really do a good job. And he ends up pissing the guy off because of how he acts. He like, I want to say he kind of misleadingly, actually it's, it, it's, I don't want to spoil it, but whatever. He misleadingly like tells the guy, you know, you just like, this is what you say to your parents and this is how mm. you do it. Only for him to not even be out to his dad. Mm-mm. No. How are you giving advice? Right. And so it just creates more problems and that friend is not happy about it. So. Yeah, because that's a lie. Everyone's experience with that is going to be different. But if someone mm-hmm. had someone like Dylan around, I think that they would be willing to like ask someone that actually knows versus marco thinking that he knows i guess right he's like well, you just do this and so the guy comes out to his parents and then he ends up at marco's doorstep 
And Marco's like, oh, shh, we don't That's... be gay here. Mm-mm. And that guy's rightfully pissed because uh, you kind of misled me. Yeah, like that's an important detail that you don't, that you didn't give before you gave them the advice to come out. Because again, not everyone's parents are going to be accepting. And if you haven't fully come out yet, I don't think you should give people advice on that. But I don't know. What do I know? I, I'm not You're in right. the community, so I you can't know, say. But You know what you write. That was what I would think where they were getting or where the guy was getting. But what the hell do I know? Right. I am not one to judge. I am just giving my opinion on that situation. <laughs> Outside looking in. Yes. Um, do you have any other questions, comments, tidbits? I think that that is it for today. All right, my friends. Next on Degrassi, Paige and Spinner decide to skip school for a day of fun before their final exams and invite Ashley, who is still depressed over her breakup with Craig. They are in for a surprise when Ashley says she may leave Degrassi. Oh, no, don't go. Meanwhile... Emma finds Snake's will and panics, fearing that the chemotherapy failed. That wraps this week's episode of Below the Dot Podcast. If you enjoyed your listen, please tell a friend to tell a friend. To hold you over between episodes, you can follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok under some derivative of the username Below the Dot. Feel free to reach out with any questions, comments, or concerns on either of our social media accounts or email us at whateverittakes385 at gmail.com. Still waiting for submissions about how Degrassi saved your life? My inbox is open. Anyway, thank you so much for listening, and we'll be back this time next week, whatever it takes.